Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the Suburban Podcast with Dennis and Kim and today's special guest, Akeem. <laughs> So we're recording. What's up? Here we are. So Back in this bit. Um, we are gonna have a guest today. One of my best friends and um a podcast friend, I guess. <laughs> who will have a lot of crazy things to say. He is ready. I'm ready. Need to get my friend Akeem. So we had a pretty interesting night last night. Yes, we did. We played uh, cards Against Humanity <laughs> And that was my first time actually playing I had seen it played before but It was always from the sidelines That was intense It's a pretty fun game It's a pretty fun game if, Like once you let go And just be like Do a fucking savage like bro <laughs> I mean I feel like that's the only way To play it Like those first few questions like oh this is it's real shit yeah I was like wow yeah it was fun though I think it's more fun when you have more people to like a two or three person game it would be boring but because it was all of us like yeah it was fun so I was gonna see if we should like incorporate that let the people hear our shenanigans like a snippet yeah. So, I think we should put it out there and ask, like, um, what our audience wants from us. Because I feel like we've been getting a lot of feedback about, you know, what people like. And people have given us suggestions on different segments that we've had. Um, my friend said that we definitely need, like, more guests. So we can have some more opposing views, because she feels like we we agree with each other a lot. Yep. And it would you know just give a different perspective, which I mean I I agree with that. But then people have also said that we should have some kind of segment where we involve the listeners a little bit more. I don't want to do like a regular listener letter thing. I think we should like. I think we should do something like ask people what they think about a certain topic or, you know, have a question of the week or something. We could definitely be more, uh, this user friendly. Yeah. Or, uh, definitely want to involve audience with everything because y'all the ones hyping us up. I know. And I've never really thought about it, honestly. Like, I know. The main people that I listen to, they all have some kind of... The crazy thing is, I knew it would go out in front of people, but I never really thought about the fact that people would actually be listening what, to what I said, which is crazy. Isn't it crazy <laughs> how you do, like, it's just like, all right, well, let's do it. And then when people actually listen, it's like, oh, shit. 
You actually listen to that? <laughs> when people tell me they listen, I'll be like, shut up. No, you don't. And then sometimes they're like, ooh. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> like my uh, <laughs> my resident advisor at Gremlin, he's a subscriber. And he's also a reverend. Whew. But, like, Mel is cool, man. Shout out to Mel. If you listening, uh, I once uh, explained to him, like, because when I, in my dorm, I had made a uh, a picture of Biggie's The Ten Crack Commandments and put them on tablets. Mm-hmm. And then I made uh, Mel listen to the Ten, Crack, <laughs> the Ten Crack Commandments one time and, and write them down so he knew how important they were. <laughs> wow. Like, he used to take us to church and everything. That dude is cool. What, so he's our age? Uh, he is a couple years older than me. Oh, okay. He was his last year at Graham, my freshman year. See, when you said pastor, I was like, mm. I always think pastors are like, you know, old men. Mel's an old soul. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's cool. Uh, he's definitely like a cool big brother to have, especially in the midst of just craziness. Mm-hmm. And then he still, he's still kept in contact with me since I left. So that's also dope. Um... I'm trying to think what's the uh, who's the weirdest person that I found out listen <laughs> like it's not weird that they listen it's just like yo people are really hearing this so I can't I don't know uh, today though, Akeem is an avid listener yes he is <laughs> he always has things to say that was so fun last night because Nobody knew he was coming, and yeah. so when I told Jordan, Jordan flipped the fuck out. <laughs> he was like, "Let's go!" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I don't think anybody would have an issue with that." And that was like the perfect like game to actually bring Akeem in on because yeah, it's so it much craziness. Because it's just so like all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a good time. I think, like, all right, I had today off, and I had Saturday off. Oh. So, I think, number one, I realized I need to go down five days. <laughs> like, I've had more fun in the last two days than I've had a long time. Mm-hmm. So, look, at this, look at this revelation. It's crazy, isn't it? I'm just glad you decided to come. Honestly, when I invited you, I was like, he probably ain't gonna come. Because I didn't know Akeem was in town over the weekend. I thought he was coming in town today. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I had to fight the urge to leave because I definitely was just going to go to my apartment and chill with the Cooper. Of course. Uh, Cooper is very mad at me also. For what? Man, he's just been chilling in his crate lately. Man, he doesn't <laughs> he look happy at all. You in your social life. Like, I was talking to him last night when me and the kid were up talking, and, like, he just looked away like, Man, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a bone for him to chew on, and he was like, all right, maybe I'll fuck with you for a little bit. <laughs> Don't give a damn about you. It's hard to read the uh, the facial emotions of a basset hound. Mm-hmm. 
Because even when he's happy, he, he looks, looks like he wants to blow his brains out. He looks <laughs> indifferent <laughs> as fuck. I just like I don't, I don't care. Nigga. Does he at least like wag his tail like a like he a will, happy dog? Yeah, like be looking like if I look at him and when he's just looking at me, his tail just start wagging and I look away, and then he'll I look at him again, his tail start wagging, but his face. Is like not showing any emotion. Nothing. So the only way you know he's happy is his tail is wagging. Does he bark? He don't even look. He looks like a quiet dog. He is. But he'll bark only like at another dog. Coincidentally, across the street, or the park, across the parking lot mm-hmm. of my apartment, there's another basset hound. You know, you never. I never run into more than one basset hound. That's why it's so crazy. Like the day I got Cooper, I was walking him, and the other basset hound came up to him, and the, and the girl was like, "Oh my god, let me take a picture." And so every time that that basset hound's name is Winston, so every time Winston sees Cooper, like, like they'll either do the howl that they do because Cooper howls sometimes. Basset hounds are howling ass dogs. Or he'll do the bark. The bark, he sounds like a big ass dog, but then you see the little tiny legs <laughs> <laughs> on that big fat body. You'd be like, he ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> but the first time he howled, he was like, oh. How old is he? Three. Okay. So, like, he's mostly chill, but I still crate train him just because, like, <laughs> uh, Cooper has anxiety, and if he's like, <laughs> what? In, I, how did you find a dog that was your twin? He has anxiety. The universe is so fucking crazy. I swear to God. Like <laughs> one day, like he was tired, so like he fell asleep on my couch. He was knocked out. So I went and used the bathroom and then I just went and laid down in my room with the lights off. Well, 10 minutes later, he woke up and started freaking out because he couldn't find me. He was like hyperventilating. And I was like, I found the one dog that has just as much anxiety as I do. Bless his heart. Nobody says that to me. (laughs) (laughs) You, when we went out that night, you were like, what is wrong with you? I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> I saw it in your face. I was like, this nigga got anxiety. I can see it. I like, can see it. That's partially why I be drinking. Like, Calm which is nerves. definitely not good. That's why you should just smoke. Smoking doesn't help your anxiety or does it increase? It increases it. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I used to partake in uh, the medicine, as Willie Nelson said. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like, it makes me freak like paranoid as fuck now. Mm. Like when I was younger, it didn't make it didn't give me the same side effects. And, but also, it's a lot better uh, medicine out there now. For one, I just feel they haven't updated anything. <laughs> so every all the fixtures and all of the 
the paint colors and the decorations are still the same. Is that what seventies or eighties design? Like I always be trying to figure it out. It's like I feel like it's early eighties. Um, it just it's it's not what it used to be, but that's also because I'm an adult now. What's up? Oh, look who it is. Look at these pants. Look at this whole fit, though. Looking like Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Color people time. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is a Star Wars t-shirt? Yeah, it's fine. Where I know. do you get this shirt Look, from? You're poking, <laughs> you're poking like a, a keloid writing on there. <laughs> it is raised. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, God. That's a dope shirt, though. I didn't mean to interrupt y'all topic. I'm sorry. I don't know about these shorts, but... These shorts are sexy, Kim. I would wear them. You rocking them, though. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so, we were talking about, like, old uh, entertainment spots in Huntsville when we, we, that we went to as children. Right. So, I'm sorry, my Southern Adventures. So, I mean, what about that laser tag place? Uh, Qzar? Uh-huh. Y'all, y'all ever go there with yeah. that big old... Uh, what was it in the middle? You know, you climb up there, and it had all the balls around the bottom of it. Okay, well, just cut that part out. Just cut that part out and keep going. <laughs> I'm the only one that remember that one. I remember, I remember the setup of the maze, but they had different mazes though too. I didn't go there that often. I went to Discovery Zone more than anything. It was another one after. It wasn't Qzar. It was o, Was it Ozone? It was yeah. O, uh-huh. that's a, yeah, that's that uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. What the fuck is Ozone? It was like. Uh, Blueberry Crunch and Captain Crunch. <laughs> one of them was just a cheap knockoff. <laughs> or the other one. The fuck? So which one was the cheap knockoff? That one by CC's. Was that the cheap one? Yeah. yeah. Discovery Zone? Yeah. yeah. Significantly smaller. Wait, that wasn't Discovery Zone one? What was it? That was Ozone. Ozone was that. Was the laser tag place over by CC's. Where was Discovery Zone? And... The where we were at today, oh, at the end of that mall, yeah, uh huh, uh, where uh, Burlington uh, Coat Factory, yeah, where all this hopefully Burlington Coat Factory, who has great coats, will be a great sponsor. Hey, look, did Juice tell you he got mad today because I beat him in every game he played at the arcade? <laughs> uh huh, I beat him in every game at the every arcade. Every game, Smash Brothers. Ooh. He beat Dragon me. Ball Z. Not the Super Smash. He beat me with the Wii uh, I beat, Fit Trainer. Uh huh. I had Bowser. <laughs> he beat me. <laughs> <laughs> um, racing, he beat me. We played, uh, was it touring? Uh, racing. The one that used Cruising to. Cruising USA. Yes. Oh, the I one. have that at the house. <laughs> Damn, y'all got an arcade one? We. Didn't they not make a one for a console? They did. Was it N64? We have so many con. We have uh, the classic Nintendo N64. We got a Xbox. We got a GameCube. We got a Wii. Um, I don't know if we. I don't think we have a PlayStation. Did uh, you you still stay? You still stay downstairs at the at the crib? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I live in my room. 
You live in your room? Mm-hmm. I, man, you used to have the spot downstairs, man. You That's my daddy's joint. He, the, his parties at Kim's house, goddammit. His <laughs> man cave is down there. The so boom. Whenever y'all get off this, Kim, I gotta ask you a question, man. <laughs> but y'all keep going. Go ahead, ask. Ask the question. We okay, can edit let, it out if we need let, it. No, you keep this. You keep this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to apologize to Kim first for two reasons. Oh, okay, so first, yesterday, uh, Kim, right, you were wearing very revealing clothes, and I was trying not to be a pervert. <laughs> I but had on shorts and a t-shirt. You had on booty shorts and a t-shirt. It's not just shorts. Okay, so I was trying not to look in the crack of your butt. <laughs> but the one thing I could not take my eyes off of was you took your uh, flip-flops <laughs> off and you had uh, a ash lining <laughs> like a... a, a it was the exact same shape of your flip-flop and I was looking for some water or something to just spill. <laughs> or something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's okay. I'm, I apologize. I'm not I apologize. You're a very beautiful young woman. <laughs> and Why do you want to follow that shit about this after they cut your ass down? I want to know that if you have feet uh, fetishes that Kim wear lotion most of the time. Just the, when she get comfortable... She ain't gonna wear no lotion. <laughs> and the second thing I want to apologize. This is so shallow. Damn, so I thought shallow. that was the two. No, 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 no. That was just one long one. Shit. So I moved to Huntsville when I was in the third grade. Right? <laughs> oh uh, uh, did you 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 went to Riverton Elementary the whole like the whole time? Okay, so. Started that means that, elementary and first grade. Okay, so that means that from third grade to twelfth grade, we were classmates. We went to the same school. True. Right. So let's fast forward all the way to when we was in the tenth grade. Okay. Uh, we had like a first day, first what, what do you call it? A class class <laughs> meeting or whatever. And what was you like the secretary? Were you the secretary? I think so. Um, I was like a woman on it. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm beautiful on that on that Snapchat filter. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you came in right. This is in the tenth grade. You came in and uh, every every guy who was graduated in the class of 2007 can remember this. Oh, Kim walks in with a with her cleavage out and she has glitter on her chest. What? Right. I don't even remember this. I shit. know you don't, but it's some it's some it's some freaks out there who do remember this. Uh you walked in and this is so shallow. Like I said, we've been going to school since we was in the third grade together, but I can't remember what you looked like before that day that you walked in. And I'm sorry because I should be ashamed. That everybody I'm sure was, we everybody had, slept on me. I'm sure Whoa. we had a ton of classes together, but until that day, I was like, I wonder what the hell Kim looked like before <laughs> she uh got them, found them double D's or whatever, whatever the size is. So I apologize. I had boobs in fourth grade, so you was and I sick. and but they were they were titties in the tenth grade. <laughs> they, were, they were full blown titties by then. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say other than I feel like 
I was unnoticed a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not exactly true. I don't remember. See, you know, but you you hollering, look, you hollering my homeboy Matt. And and Matt was a homeboy. That was in the 12th grade. That was in the 12th grade? Yeah. So you turned me down for nobody. God, I think it. Now nah, I feel. But I don't even want to go on because I thought you had started talking to him in the tenth grade. I think I probably had a crush on somebody else in the tenth grade. Oh my cool. god! I had a crush on somebody for a long time. Was it somebody in that uh, black ass class we had? What geometry? Yeah, that class was lit. I had a crush on Doug for a long time. And you ain't never seen him. Um, Everybody had a crush on Doug at one point. <laughs> Who else did I have? I had a crush on Jared Pearson. Peanut? Yep. Shout out to Peanut, man. <laughs> I don't know what that nigga is, but Jared broke his whole driver's side window in my drive in my driveway one day. And I had to clean the whole thing up. So you still my boy, but fuck you, nigga. <laughs> I'm just playing Peanut. What's up, man? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Okay, so uh since since you not in a relationship, right? It's right. not in a relationship. Being a man, being a young man, you have to have that urge to conquer. Like women have that urge too. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm sitting here looking at you, Kim. I know. <laughs> but what in the fuck, I did not come here to be read like this on my own no. motherfucking podcast. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like any negative thing that somebody's ever thought about is happening in real time. Uh, Hell no. I don't know why. Like, seriously. I don't know. So, okay. I think I just... uh, You don't go out enough. I don't even think it's that. I just think I really just... You're alright right now. You you too. No, terrible. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. But don't you like, you know, Go ahead. people can say this all they want to, but just like you want to be able to have somebody every night at home, you know, to late to go to bed with, to laugh with, to have a serious conversation with, sometimes you just want to make sure you got somebody who you can <laughs> press their ass out every now and then and tell somebody to shut the fuck up. What? Just sometime when you're in a relationship, you just be like, it's going too good. Let me start an argument for some excitement because when it's over with, oh. it's going down. Hell yeah. So how's your relationship going? It is true. Akeem is out here married and shit. I am. And we went through a long period of, I don't want to say we hated each other. Because we do love each other, but we went through a long period of not getting along, mm. and man, you it was just it 
Uh, a couple times. A couple times. But it, it took for me to uh, admit to myself stuff that was going on. Mm. Like, and I told Juice about this uh, earlier or last night. Uh, like, just mental health. Like, my, my headspace was somewhere else. Like, I was, I was depressed. And I had to finally admit it to myself. I had to realize it for myself. I had to admit it to myself and then I admitted it to her and uh, I guess I could say a saying that I would use is now I'm able to wear my dirt and no. I'm able to do that so now we don't have those uh, we don't have no serious arguments no more like just like they just called me a few minutes ago like we literally are best friends now like we like each other now we we don't just love each other because, you know, when you first get with somebody, you like them and you got that puppy love. And but see, all that's that. what best friends is where I'd rather start a relationship. Like, yeah. Me too. Let's not, let's just take the whole physical part out for now and just uh-huh. for real get to know each other and let loose and, you know, be goofy and shit and then let it build. That's how I like to do it. I feel like that's, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Because when you're first like, interested in somebody I feel like you're trying so hard to impress them that you're not able to be your full self <clears throat> all the way until you're on alright that's part of the reason I don't want to get to know somebody and go through the whole like bullshit of me figuring out is this person like act, actually like a pathological liar and they're crazy as fuck or me having to be like that's part of the process and I don't like the process bro well juice you ain't gonna find no woman because all of them like that. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? All of them crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, ladies, if I offended you. Mm. But if you ask your man and he turn his head, then I'm telling the truth. Okay. <laughs> no comment. I'm very pro woman, by the way. No comment. Very pro woman. It doesn't sound like it. How? I, I live in a house full of women. I have <laughs> three girls. Oh, so you're pro woman. And I, I, my my he, my hero is my grandma. My hero is my, I, I hope when I get old that my kids and my grandkids had the same love and respect that we have for my grandma. That's that's what that's a realized superhero to me. That's what I call consider being rich. Is that even after she gone, everybody will be still be meeting up down by her house, having a good time. That's like that's home for everybody. But that still don't change the fact <laughs> that y'all crazy as hell. Define crazy. Define crazy. I mean, different women do different stuff. I I mean, that's like it's you can't generalize one type of crazy. That would be sexist. <laughs> yeah, you got like it. But for real, like different women, like it's some women who really bitter, like the older they get, the older they get, they just kept striking out and they couldn't figure out why, what was wrong with all these men. And it's because it was something wrong with them. And when they <laughs> finally realized that they spent 45 years <laughs> of being a side chick. <laughs> Thank you.
it's, it happens. It's too late. It happens. When, when you got a whole bunch of mileage on your body, don't nobody want you for real now. That's problematic. Oh, that Lil Wayne song Nearly having all the mileage in the fucking world Who cares But y'all Y'all want virgins <laughs> Y'all want virgins and porn stars at the same time And you calling us crazy I don't want a virgin I never want a virgin. Well what you talking about mileage then If you done had over 45 penises in your in your life <laughs> Then but that I, is a very true number I, for okay, women. Okay. I've been out here in the world. a young man who started having sex at 16 and is now our age, you don't think they've slept with that many women? No. I know for a fact they haven't. I know for... I, I, didn't, I didn't live in Alabama, in Mississippi. 13 years I didn't live in California. 13 men years. Men lie. Let you me tell you. think men are out here Men sleeping. lie. Men do lie. A lot. When I mean they attention. stretch their lies out, I pay attention to how guys talk. These are guys... And they thirty late thirties, mid forties. Guys relap re they it's like running around a track when they telling sex stories to each other. And I have a good memory, especially about stuff like that. Double up on the story, I'd be like, he said that before. <laughs> and once she done came back around and you can say it a third time, like, he didn't only had sex with about I I say if you're a very active sexual man, I'ma say for black men, because I'm a black man. I don't really know the psychology of white men, but <laughs> I know the sexual prowess of a able-bodied, <laughs> strong black man. And if let's say if you started having sex when you were like 16, like you said, and you are 30 right now, I guarantee that 75% of men barely in double digits. And when I mean barely, I mean like no more than 15. I'm highballing it right there. I am, I'm giving people mm. credit. Because mm. a lot of guys will say like, oh man, I had a freaking, she was doing this. I had all type of women coming through that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and when I listen to their stories now, you can't tell me that. And then I listen to your stories and I didn't only heard you talk about two women, but you just described, y'all might have had sex a hundred times, but it's still only two women. It's still on the two women. I ask you to leave. Everyone here is done. I've been there. A solid 12 minutes for the king. And that's all. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk about music and stuff. And white people and whatever else they said y'all be talking about. <laughs> you better control it. We talk about black people too. Yeah, we yeah. We talk shit about everybody. <laughs> Okay, well y'all picked in the I I'll <laughs> fill in the blanks as y'all go. Because hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh white people, white people, I did y'all a favor, right? Because I know y'all get tired of them saying, you know, stuff about white people and y'all don't think they go hard enough on the black folks. So at the next all white party or uh, whatever y'all do. You know, I'm going to give you a joke to say, right? You're going to be the hit of the party. Or you say it at work, whatever. Just don't say it around your black friends. All right, Kim, I'm going to ask you a question. <clears throat> Y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. Why are black people so tall? Because they're Negroes. <laughs> oh, my 
For everybody who didn't get that K-N-E-E Grows So you're saying Negroes Without saying Negroes Use that one And you will be the hit At the next hog killing Or mud riding You'll be a hit or you'll get hit Either one Don't say it around your black friends I'm just saying now, like, I know black people and especially black women were big supporters of Obama and I went out and voted the first time around and I was still playing football then and we had a big divide my freshman year because shout out to my boy Tron Bush Tron Bush that's, that that's a great ghetto name. ass nigga right there <laughs> but he had the coaches mad at him the day Obama won and he was supposed to lead the breakdown that day and he said alright Obama on three let's go and then all the white guys just looked at him but I was a big supporter then, and as I got older, I started reading books, mm-hmm. not 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 getting my knowledge off of uh, Instagram and YouTube, but I started reading a couple books, and I don't fuck with voting and all that no more. Why not? Huh? Why not? Because black people show up to the polls, and they are programmed to... Uh, see a villain and see a superhero, right? So, and they they think that Democrats are automatically the superhero, and Republicans have something out against them. When in fact, don't nobody got y'all back because you, it's, if you go to a, a cab to vote, there's thir- there's like thirteen things on there every year, mm-hmm. but black people only know about voting for one. That's not true. Y'all probably I, y'all are y'all are smart enough to read, but I went somewhere not to throw this woman under the bus. <laughs> but I went to prove to my mama why I, I went to prove to my mama why I wouldn't vote in the last presidential election. And after you see after they got past question number one, which was Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, the next ten she had no clue what it was. And I said even if I knew everything, I had researched everything, it wouldn't matter because it's still a million of us who don't know what the fuck they what they going to vote for. But here's the thing. That is because true. I mean, that is, that is true. You live in both of our home state, the great, the state of Mississippi. Let's just go with the state of Mississippi. You can say the great state. No. <laughs> but, all right. And we both know that Mississippi is almost majority black. Yeah. And because of voter disenfranchisement, Mm -hmm. uh, we don't vote at the rate that we could actually affect change Mm. on a level that, especially in a state like Mississippi, we could choose the people who are going to represent us and we could hold those people accountable. So to say that we are just pretty much imprisoned to the, the Democratic Party, I'll 
I'll say that we do give them a pass on things, but I also think that in a state like Mississippi, it should be strong enough through black voting to be able to hold both parties accountable. Yeah. So I don't think that you can just throw out voting. Now you can throw out being more informed with your voting. Right. Which is definitely needed for both white and black people. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, impoverished white people also fall for those tricks. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Because because there's no reason why they would have voted for Trump. Because he's not going to do their best interest. But he knows how to play that that part mm-hmm. that party against another party like not meaning Republicans versus Democrats but meaning poor people versus other poor people yeah so it's important to vote but I mean it's complicated I think that we do need to be more informed with government especially everybody yeah. but especially places like Mississippi <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi because we were talking about like issues like water safety and mm-hmm. things like that those can be addressed through voting they can and be mobilized and shout out to everybody now who did vote years ago there was a guy named Shokwe Lumumba who uh, was on the um, Johnny Cochran team that got OJ off it might have been that one or he was on the team during Tupac's rape case. It was one of those two. But he won and just out of nowhere died like three months into winning. So uh, last year his son ran and people showed up and showed out. Even though if they didn't know his dad had put in so much work that people, that his son was doing the same thing. So people showed up for that and he's actually doing stuff to try and make a change. So I do agree with the fact that we was able to get that guy in because the the alternative was not great. But also you're playing into the role of a superhero versus a villain. That is, you're right. You're right. But in that case, it kind of was. <laughs> but in that case, why did you vote against Donald Trump? Because I don't think, because there were two villains running. <laughs> True, but one villain is on a whole other level. Look here. Anybody who takes the lesser of two evils is evil themselves. <laughs> you just did that. <laughs> no, Lamumba was actually out there doing, putting in work though. Like, I, we can see this guy, even as a mayor, you can see him in the streets of Jackson. You can see him in the neighborhoods of Jackson. Like, he goes to these meetings trying to like he, they just did a big newspaper article on him a couple, a couple weeks ago, where he went to like a big state meeting trying to get these people to come through Jackson but, to see. But it's important to hold people from the bottom up accountable. We can't just look at the figurehead on top and be like they both fucked up, so fuck it. We have to hold everybody else on that ballot just as accountable because those are the people that affect our community. Man, that, it, it sounds good, man, but <laughs> you gotta get like this. Just this, just honest, man. You got to get out here and see. Don't fuck the uh, fuck the grown people. You gotta see how these kids living, man. You gotta see what these kids going through, and I mean, you'll understand like a little bit of the mentality. You might not, you might not, but. 
to see kids that fucked up and having to make grown people decisions at eight or nine years old and then in your mind you just taught at a young age like I ain't gonna say you taught this but it's kind of like subconsciously you it's programmed into you like these people ain't fucking with me and it's very little opportunities for me to to do anything like it's who can I look up to so that's why I said I gave props to people who voted for Lumumba was because they get to see him even after he became the mayor, whereas most, a lot of black people, because there was a black mayor before him, he was out there when he was campaigning. When he won, he went out there like that. Lumumba got, he went harder after he won. But I think that proves that voting counts and voting is important. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like in Birmingham, uh, Randall Wood, Woodfin. I had to think about it. because He black or white? Black. But he's a pro- he's a progressive black mayor, and he's a younger black mayor. He ran against the incumbent, and he was talking about things that were different. And he was out in the community and doing all those things. It's a new generation of black leaders that are coming. I think that's the more important thing than we have to get younger and more focused people running. So I can understand. I I don't want to vote for the next president. I don't want to vote for anybody over the age of sixty. Yeah. Do you think that, like, with all the school shootings and all that, like, these white kids growing up in this, like... Are getting the taste what it would be like in black communities? Yeah, and, like, a lot of the stuff, like, that's on social media and they getting to witness, like, like, black people get abused or the Mexican kids who are being detained by the government. Do you think that when it comes to their generation, like, how those kids organize, like, all them school walkouts and all that... Do you think that when that generation gets into them political uh, positions of power, do you think that it'll be a lot better? I think it will be better. I can't say if it will be a lot better because I think now we're seeing to where our generation is starting to take the helm of political things and things are changing. For the better, I can't say they're changing all the way better, but I do think the generation under us if they survive all the craziness that's happening, I think that the nation would be better for it. But I think that's also because, like, they got to survive it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I told Kim multiple times, I would never want to be a teenager right now. It's like the I, I We're lucky at the time we grew up. <laughs> I'm about to throw this off when well, I did you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a good five minute conversation. <laughs> Could you imagine oh, how unthrilling it would be to be a 14 year old boy and have all that easy access to internet porn? <laughs> like when we were growing up, there was a thrill you get on to plan. <laughs> A thrill to plan. <laughs> when your parents, yeah. Oh my gosh, Kim, no, she used to do it. Like everybody you, used to do it. You, you don't know, like you had to. 
and you had to peek around the corner while you was doing it. <laughs> this is a podcast that grown-ups listen to. You right. And Hey, I am not mad at it. I'm sorry, guys. I I, I hope it. that this in this episode can make it past 15 minutes. <laughs> if you're still with us, <laughs> but oh, uh, I believe in being very sex positive. Yeah. We have to take away the stigma of being if making it so taboo of considering people whores and <laughs> look. You got a nephew. Do you and do you and your brother talk? Talk to him about. To see that and. But, it's, that's but he's, that's he's only nine. Well, one of them's fourteen. Yeah. Oh. But his 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 mom and his stepfather have talked to him. And I don't mean like the vanilla like uh you want to wait till she get till you get older. We prefer that you wait till you got married. No, you that is, well. That is self-explanatory. It would be the opposite for you, Cam. If if y'all if you have a little girl, or you know you have a little girl who looks up to you, then I mean you you want to be able to have an open line of communication because you can steer them away from a lot of bad decisions. From you know it's gonna happen. You know if they if they living, you know it's gonna happen. But like, I agree. But because of certain things about my nephew, I won't really like. He's not. He in the he. You say fourteen, right? So in the ninth grade. He's eighth grade. Yeah. He's in the eighth grade. Is he going to the ninth grade? It's gonna make me look like a bad uncle, but I'm not for sure. Well, he's going to high school soon, regardless, right? <laughs> No, they get down. They getting down now in middle school. It just ain't a lot down of them. Middle school, when we were in. Yeah. yeah. Somebody got caught in the library in middle school. I don't know if wait. y'all remember that, but we ain't gonna say no names though. We ain't gonna say no names, but wait. <laughs> somebody younger than us, and they probably listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> the T report. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think kids should know about sex and what it is and how it works at not too early of an age but puberty because remember when we all had to take that class to learn about puberty like Mm -hmm. that shit was awkward but nobody actually I don't feel like talked to us about sex sex. no Mm -hmm. and I guess they expect for that to be on the parents but I to this day at 29 years old me and my parents number one don't talk about my dating life and we for damn sure don't talk about sex but when I did get in a relationship senior year of high school, the only thing my mom ever said to me was, wait till you're married. There was never an actual sex conversation. And when I did, when my mom was pregnant with my sister when I was six, I used to ask her, how do you have a baby? And she said, you have to have sex. But she never explained. Right. Of course, at six, though, you can't really say too much. But still... We yeah my my kids asked it. We never had real conversations about my sex. mom had very open and candid conversations about sex, but it had like a negative effect on me. It made Why me almost scared. My mom, my mom did. The, I think my mom was trying to scare me out of it too. Cause like my dad definitely did. Man, shout out to my mama, man, cause it was the opposite. and I don't I don't think my dad realized how traumatizing what he threatened me with. 
was, but yeah. my parents tried to scare me away from sex. That that builds an unhealthy relationship with sex for a lot of people. For me, it did, especially I mean, me considering did. you know shit that was happening to me in my childhood. But on top of that, like it was. So, what's the worst sex advice you got? Because I got one. <clears throat> The worst sex advice is wait till marriage. Yeah, the worst one. I think I think that's so unrealistic. Yeah, or uh, I don't know. We they can really beat that. I know you about to beat it, but (laughs) I think it's it's so unrealistic because like people say wait till marriage now because now people are getting married later. But coming from you know generations beforehand when they were having sex and babies it. 14 and 15 mm-hmm. trying to tell trying to tell our generation to yeah. wait for sex is so like like my great, had eight my kids great, at 23 right. my great great grandma was like 13 when she had my great grandma yeah so it's just like why why and do doesn't you, know who the father is why do you think that's realistic now to tell people to wait till marriage and what if you never and that's what I, I had posted because I reposted one of um the red table talks by Jada Pinkett Smith and her mom and Willow but I was just like what if you never get married? Right. <laughs> Am I just supposed to be out here not experiencing sex? All alone. <laughs> no one here beside me. <laughs> so, yeah. I think wait till marriage is the worst sex advice. And so unrealistic. Go ahead, Akeem. Blow our minds. What's the worst sex advice you ever got? My favorite uncle <laughs> in the world. What's up, rubber duck? But me and my cousin were, and this is after, you know, we started to, you know, kind of fool around or whatever. So I was about 17, right? And me and my cousin were sitting there. Uh, yeah, take a drink. Uh, we were sitting there and my cousin said something about some girl and he was like, uh... He was like, man, I want to hit it, but I ain't had no rubber, though. <laughs> so my uncle looked back at both of us, and he said, what? Said, hit it anyway. And that was the worst advice I got because I've listened to that. I Every time I got into uh, a situation, if I didn't have one, that voice always came back to me, and it said, hit it anyway. And I had. How many kids your uncle got? I don't know. Does he know? I don't know. I don't know. My uncle said that he would poke holes in rubbers. Uh uh-uh. uh. That, that's, that's fucked up. Rubber duck is a different type of guy. <laughs> rubber duck. And that does sound like some rubber duck shit. <laughs> if y'all meet him, you'll understand. I, you know, Kim, he'd pay whatever it took to get you. I just want you to know that you wow. you look that good to him. He pay whatever the cost, and that's my favorite uncle. So, you have an uncle named Rubber Duck? Yep. That don't use rubbers apparently. Is that why his name is that? I mean, he, I mean, he got to use them now because he's old. Wait, wait. Now what? is the time to get on that, I think. <laughs> 
Why, why does he have to use him now? Because he's old. You I mean, young him. women don't be wanting to talk about their baby daddy. Oh, so he's sixty. The oh, he, he, some women just cause they uh just cause they rent twenty dollars a month, that don't mean that they can afford all them bills. When you have four or five kids by four or five guys, then them kids need shoes some kind of way. This is the most Mississippi episode. Working <laughs> that dirt cheap check ain't gonna be number about three hundred every two weeks. Why is dirt cheap so big in the south? It was that it was started down there it was Hudson's. Yeah, yeah at first. My, we, my, my folks are from the, the deep south. Man, we used to talk about uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Like, I was in Port Gibson when it, last when year. When it was new, like I found this. I found this warm moon jersey and dirt cheap for. Three dollars. <laughs> just throw it in the washer two or three times. I'm good. Cause they do be dirt. But they got they got them Jordans from '98 in there, boy. I ain't lying. Just put a new soul in there. You good? Everything you get out of dirt cheap, you gotta wash. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like anything. That's just dirt cheap. I remember Vicksburg. And uh-huh. all they used to have what? Uh huh. That's my first. How, how damn bad is that? Where you got to put one in the mall? Yeah, that's yeah. that's terrible, bro. Mississippi about that. It's a different life, man. It is. It is. And they, I want to say, if I remember correctly, there used to be a Walmart in Vicksburg Small when I was real little. Walmart in the mall. I mean, it might have been. I, it might have been. I, if Describe I'm not, this mall. Was this mall a shopping center or was it like the most convenient description of the Vicksburg Mall would be the mall this that white people in. used to go to, but now they only uh, sell baby shoes at uh, Jordan. Like the Metro Mall in Jackson, <laughs> you go pay your light bill and get your school uniform, <laughs> and you can renew your driver's license downstairs. Oh, uh, but that's it though, and you go get your shoes and some hats upstairs. That's it. That's also, it. anytime you see a black barber shop, yeah, they got one in there. That ball about to close within next year. Man, Metro Mall, they need to change it to closing soon because it's been closing <laughs> soon for the last twenty years, and somehow it didn't. It didn't made it. It done made it somehow. We can also, going back to the Huntsville, talk about the mall that white people used to go to here, which was Madison Square. Boy, before Madison Square got closed, there was some sad shit going on in there. What happened, man? It was, I knew once they put a black barbershop in there, grand opening, grand closing. It went to shit really it, fast. All that was left was Hibbit, City Gear, it was three or four stores left in there. Yeah, and then it was like they it was turned the dealers into an outlet. Yeah, like a like a, a dealer's, dealer's outlet. outlet. Oh, that sound like the shit. <laughs> a dealer's outlet, a dealer's. It was boutique. hit and miss. It was hit and miss. Yeah, it was like you had no, was, like it was, like number one, it was hot as fucking. No, no. Two, I, I you had to, to like go. search through shit. Like nothing it was, was the organized. Dirt cheap of Dillard's. Just Basically. don't play like you ain't gonna get no platinum Fubu shirt up out of there. Hell no. Hell. 
I got a pair of Mecca shorts. <laughs> <laughs> now you can find some shit. Jabot jeans. You green Jabot jeans. You can find some shit, but you got to search for it. Why it was like Ross or Marshall. Worse. Way worse. Like they had straight bullshit in there. I found, was, <laughs> I found some shower curtains and hit a damn hit a damn shower ride over here by the shoes. <laughs> oh my god! You mean I could buy all these shirts and the wrap that came on it? <laughs> Yo, uh, um, shit. What was I gonna say, bro? Why would I look at my senior pictures? I thought it was a good idea that day to wear a yellow Kooji shirt. Some yellow jabot jeans. That was it. Yeah, yellow jeans. No, I got blue jeans with yellow straps. Dope boy straps. Hey, look, going back to that, do y'all used to go so hard? Y'all remember old boy when he got arrested out the class in geometry? Who? You remember that? I don't want to say his name, but he was selling crack. I'm gonna spell it out on this telephone, but y'all don't remember that in that geometry class, like within the first few weeks. In Miss Finelli's. Uh huh. And the police showed up there and arrested old boy. And I said, boy, because if you, I don't know if y'all remember, at one point in time we had started having like a whole bunch of fights and stuff every yeah, day. Yeah, we talked about it. It was very that. uncharacteristic, and that was the cream of the crop right there. It was definitely tenth grade. Yes. Cause yes, yeah, they took break away and everything. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You remember? They came in there and called him, and we ain't see dude for like. Oh 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 oh. Yeah, we ain't see dude. Uh, yeah. I ain't seen him until I graduated. He was selling crack though. Yeah. And he's still out here. I've seen hey, I don't want to. We ain't getting on all that. We done. He ain't doing nothing. He's a he's very productive, outstanding citizen, young man. And he was young back then and making mistakes, but he is doing wonderful in life right now. chance to come back and see everybody but uh I wish a lot more people would have showed up yeah it was still a pretty good turnout it was it was I like like 60 yeah 60 I like the fact that it was more of the let's say the artsy creative Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. because it made it it had a lot of experiences that I never thought would happen like one person got really 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 drunk and I saw a side of it that I never thought I would see and that was the funniest thing I've ever seen what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know who the drunkest was I ain't gonna lie I'm lost cause I've got a couple people in mind yup yup that's what I think that's what you're talking about yeah her and uh what was the other girl who was dancing with her shoes uh, off oh yeah uh huh yo she was Gone. She went boss of the wall. My favorite was uh, what was her name? 
Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. Lisa was lit. Uh huh. Her, 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 was that her husband or her yeah, boyfriend? Her they were both cool, man. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Lisa, because I couldn't remember your name until you said we was right by each other in the uh, yearbook. Yeah, and I was like, oh, man. Uh huh. Because, you know, she went to Auburn, too. Here good. she goes, shout out Auburn again. Yeah. Fuck Auburn. I'm just playing. No, really. Were fuck we Auburn. not just talking about the school that we used to go to? Anyway, um, we had some. One of my friends was suggesting that the reunion should have been like more formal, and I was like, I don't think anybody wants a formal reunion. I think it was Especially perfect the way it was. Hi, how are you doing, Dennis? How are you doing, Kim? You Especially in the summertime, though, I was like, yeah, yeah I saw some of them. Uh, Old girl uh, that showed up with her little booty shorts on, I like she thick than the motherfucker. But she was she thick. thick. She, she was been thick. She was holding it down. Yeah, boy. She was cheerleader thick. No, one it, person showed up so thick. I was like, God dang. Oh, uh, yeah, Draymond. Ah. <laughs> 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 Man, one of our classmates got Ooh. one of our classmates got a banging body. She was fine, boy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Wow. And she she got a man. She married or well, you just gave up who it was. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry again if I offended somebody. You said dream. I I uh. If I was if I was still out here, I would send you DMs and oh my God. I wouldn't even care if somebody found out about it. Oh my God. You're terrible. <laughs> so what were uh, you guys' favorite country ass experiences going to Buckhorn? I had to think about that one. But when we won that game when they officially named the rivalry with Hazel Green, they bought that big <laughs> ass uh, trophy full of cotton. The cotton classic. <laughs> that shit. I stole some cotton out of there. I forgot all about the damn cotton classic. Why did they think that was a good idea? Um, I was in band in my freshman year. We had a fucking Civil War themed show. I forgot about that. That was the most red shit. Ever. <laughs> I forgot because y'all did have some war outfits and everything. Luckily, they were blue. I ain't lying, man. <laughs> Me and Josh Holly and them used to crack up laughing when we played a black school and we had one really good song, <laughs> but after that, y'all went straight to uh, what would you call contemporary or whatever. And you look across and Johnson Majorette shaking their ass, and I look back. And I see y'all twirling them flags, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Damn. I was two different cultures. It was. We might have won the game, but we lost the, the entertainment. <laughs> we were severely lacking. Now, the funny thing, like, would be funny when bad people would be like, but our musicianship is better. Be like, yeah, but y'all show sucks. <laughs> Yeah, we'd be like, the fundamentals, though. You don't understand how great Dave uh, Rainey is as a composer. I never said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, no lie. I went to a high school game a couple years after I graduated. 
and I didn't know that he was at Sparkman. And I never played on him. I was like, man, this is like Buckhorn back in the day. Rainy. Straight rainy. Who was y'all uh, favorite teacher? Hmm. Nobody. <laughs> no, 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 no. Coach Lowry. I it's love Wiggins. Coach. Yeah. I love Coach Lowry class. Mine was Coach Scott. I didn't have Coach Scott. Scott. I didn't have Coach Scott. And Coach Swearingen because that class. Dude, that class was dope. I never had Coach We Swearingen. had Law Society. Oh, man. That class was great. So, Coach, Coach Swearingen and uh, Coach Lowry, those are my two. That Law Society class was dope. It was you, me, Big, Turney. Yeah. Lie. Uh huh. What Whitney? What's it? Was Whitney? Yeah, in Whitney was in Whitney there. Whitney was in there. Courtney Battle. Uh huh. That girl, man, Ryan Turner used to call Dragon. <laughs> so wrong. Oh my god. Cause when she walked in the door and be, oh. <laughs> what's that sound Godzilla make? <laughs> <laughs> But hey, man, she had that big old bottom half, man. She was like a yeah. Tyrannosaurus. She like, lost some weight though. She got five. Damn, I had a question on Instagram when we posted one of the uh, podcast things. You you had a story about geometry, about after when I failed that class, what happened? Oh yeah, no, that woman was very uh, dirty to me and Doug because she said that me and Doug stressed you out the whole time. You couldn't concentrate. And I couldn't say this to her, but in my mind, like, Juice is my nigga. What do you mean? <laughs> I'll be at this nigga house. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, we went back and forth for 20 minutes one day because she said, had, had you guys never... Had you guys never stressed him out, he'd be moving on and he'd be, you're, you're ruining his future. I said, we friends, this is my boy. We friends. So, what that woman name is? Uh, she got married, Miss Farley. After she got okay, Miss Farley, you can kiss the end of my ass. <laughs> there was some bullshit, but I hope your marriage is going great. And Doug used to be wilding the hell out. But look, uh, look, hold on, Juice. Now, you was around the football team. I can't speak for nothing because I only played football and basketball. And our basketball team was super niggerish. So, <laughs> so we can't even say nothing about that. But football, you know, if 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 me and Doug weren't there to, to kind of to, to have – if me and Doug didn't have our, our humor that we had – it would have been a lot of stuff that was racially motivated that would have popped off in them locker rooms. Right? This is true. Very true. Because it was sometimes when people crossed the line and a lot of black people can't take that type of stuff. Like, it could have been something that happened. That's why Chappelle's show is one of my favorite shows because he made everybody laugh at each other. And that's how I always view comedy you should always be able to laugh at everybody everybody 
should have to laugh at their own demons or don't laugh at all. I feel you. Because I can name specific specific people who were poisoned in the locker room, but because <laughs> of me and Doug tag team and stuff, it was a we was able to to build a level of uh comfort, I guess you could say, in the locker room that kept a lot of those situations from happening. It's true. It's twelfth grade especially. Yeah. That was a toxic team. Because and that came from the top. That started with the coaching. That started with the coach and it boiled over. It eventually boiled over and it everybody just said fuck it. But I'm that type of guy where even even after we got to that point, I'm still not and I was never even considered a leader on the team. And I don't care nothing about that because everybody who know me Hey man, uh, you don't you don't have to tell me what I am or I, or I'm not to you, right? But I'm gonna try and keep the humor in everything, right? Right? We had a team that was great, that could have been great, but whatever happened, it happened. Whatever happened, it happened. But you're right; it was very toxic in the team, and I still felt like even though this is a situation, we can still enjoy. We can still find a way to be able to enjoy it, but. I'm uh, looking at Cam's uh, uh, Instagram timeline. Hey, Cam friends. And oh, that's oh, okay. Hey, uh, Terrell's girlfriend. Jazz. She has a name. Hey, Jazz. I can't remember. I can't remember nobody's names until a hundred times when I say, okay, I got you. I got you. Just, um, you know. What you think about last night? Marketing myself. What you think about last night? Oh, you asking me? Mm-hmm. I had fun, man, but again. It was because number one, just seeing everybody who you haven't seen, but you know, I'm proud of to see that everybody doing good, you know, besides for y'all too, everybody in there was in a relationship. But I ain't holding that against y'all. Y'all got plenty of time left. But you know, my my boy Tip, he about to go uh go off and and I'm, I'm looking for a big word. He's about to ascend in the ranks of coaching. Right? And I'm proud of my boy. You know, Terrell, is he doing his own? He's starting his own business, right? Yeah. He's yeah. on his own for a while, but I feel like okay. he, he has a, uh, another sector of it that's kind of, he's more focused on, which yeah. is his um, revisuals, his photography side. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's had the consulting. Black I ain't gonna lie, I don't know because I don't be lurking on Facebook you and Instagram. Be you don't be nowhere. And Except for on Juice's post. You like all his shit. I know. When y'all start this show, I'll be stalking y'all show, man. <laughs> I'll be like, boy, I'm telling you, man, y'all need to go ahead and put something else out because sometimes y'all go like uh, almost two weeks without putting something out. Well, no, early on, early on. It's been every single week. Early the first on. time we were trying to get our days down. Yeah, right? yeah. We had that, a I don't want to say it was two weeks, but it was a different day. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have a set day. Now it's every Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what do you think about our uh, 
Studio space. Yeah, you have any suggestions? I ain't lying, but y'all get one of them box fans up in here to be just, it'll be straight. <laughs> you hot? Do y'all ever go to sleep in that room in the on that cot? No, mm-hmm. that's for Wendy. Yeah, it's her apartment. Oh, okay. Well, this is a nice little setup, man. This is a nice. Y'all get some little art on the wall or something. <laughs> that would be dope. <laughs> but no, we were talking earlier. Quentin had messaged me. He said he talked to you too. Mm. He said that we need to do like a more of a, a listener letter or something to get the listeners involved. I was trying to think of ways we can do that because I'm I'm not good at advice, so I don't want nobody writing ass for no advice. Okay, to all the listeners out here, <clears throat> if you are tired of your nine to five or whatever however you work and you're trying to branch out on your own i want you to listen to the words i'm going to say because we can make a lot of money by franchising this idea so if you are uh a massage therapist you can make a lot of money in that but there's an untapped market that i feel like we're not getting into so what we're gonna do is you quit your job tomorrow and we are going to cater to people with diabetes feet. We gonna give uh we gonna massage diabetes feet. Okay. We're gonna call it sugar souls. Yeah, sugar foot. We're gonna call it sugar foot. Uh we're gonna massage diabetes feet. And people who it was already too late, so they just got the wound left. It's just a nub. Oh. <laughs> and you hit this, listen to this show, and if you know somebody who's looking to branch out, you share this, and we tell them to get in touch with one of the three of us, and we can talk turkey, Sugarfoot. <laughs> what's, what's a good tagline for Sugarfoot? Okay, give me a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Kim, what is a good tagline for Sugarfoot? Throwing the sweet back on your feet. Oh my God! I already right there. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> already, already. I ain't even got thinking now. <laughs> this rebounded a lot better than <laughs> you came in wild. You you came in. I just want y'all to know y'all gonna have a lot of. Shoot. I want y'all got like twelve listeners. We, Thirteen of them are gonna dislike the show, but the new audience. I want to thank y'all for subscribing. <laughs> What's the new audience? What's the? I don't know. When they for? say, "I come listen to this black <laughs> asshole," that I can't believe they sit on it. What y'all troll? The troll who uh you showed me today. When he come complaining and he tell all his friends, and if they look like he look, he looked really dirty. I just want you to say, I just want you to know that. And an easy joke would say that he's so dirty that we could use his bath water to dye bowling balls. But I'm gonna be a little bit more creative than that, and I'm gonna say we can use his bath water to stain cabinets. So dirty we can use his bath water to stain cabinets. Imagination is fucking wild. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I don't know you, sir, but 
better leave my friends alone. <laughs> but I know he's gonna listen to this show. He probably had diabetes feet. Sweet feet. <laughs> Again. If you have diabetes feet, sir. <laughs> sugar foot. Yeah, I mean sugar foot. You're right. Sugar foot. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday. This rebounded a lot better than <laughs> you came in wild. <laughs>